Welcome to Answer the Call. I'm your host, Kelsey Kemp, an ex-emerging tech consultant turned career coach, podcaster, and speaker, helping Christians discern their unique calling and create a career that's aligned with it so we could all be as faithful and impactful as possible with the decades of work ahead. Here at Answer the Call, we gather around a new topic each Tuesday to help you gain clarity and confidence on what you're specifically called to do with your career, as well as smart strategies to help you get there. So if you're from the U.S., you know that this week we have something special coming up. It is Thanksgiving this coming Thursday, and uh, I am so amped. I'm, of course, pre-recording this before. Thanksgiving week. But uh, so that means that this coming weekend, I am having a Friendsgiving, which I I know I love this little, I guess, phenomenon that has been cropping up over the last couple of years of Friendsgivings, um, friends getting together and who are kind of our chosen family and having a feast. So I'm bringing the tofurkey, you know, me and my vegan self. That's what I'm contributing. And uh, I just hope that you'll have the best time wherever your Thanksgiving and Friendsgiving gatherings are. I know mine are going to be a load of fun because I get to see even some of my past podcast guests who are my dearest friends like Claire Robbie and Megan Stone. And I even got to see Bendu Thoda, who uh, has taken a quick trip back to Austin to, I think, do residency interviews and whatnot. But um, it has been the best time getting to see them. Uh, and uh, so another thing coming up this week besides Thanksgiving for me, I am going to Italy with my twin sister, you know, Kirsten. Um, and I'm mentioning this because if any of you guys are like, huh, you know, that sounds nice. I would really like to travel more and go to Europe and whatever. I just thought, you know, I'm going to give this quick tip because this could have a very tangible impact on your life. I know I am so grateful a friend shared this with me quite a few years ago and nothing's been the same ever since. Well, so dramatic. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm going to tell you how I get to travel pretty frequently. It is because of Scott's cheap flights. I am not being paid to say this. You know, I should though, because I send so many people their way. It's crazy. It's just a free subscription, like email service where you get notified of super cheap flights, but I pay 40 bucks a year to get their premium service. So I get uh, extra early access to the craziest flight deals. And over the last three years, this is how I've been able to travel to Iceland for $231 and to Israel for $500 and now a 10-day trip to Italy for $325 including travel insurance. And these are all legit flights through, well, all of mine have happened to be through Delta and KLM. Um, and it's been incredible. So I just thought, what the heck, uh, spread some holiday joy. You should book some travel uh, through the cheap deals that you could find through Scott's Cheap Flights. It'll change your life. Um, like I mentioned, I would re- actually recommend getting the $40 a year premium service because that's actually gotten me the best deals. Um, and I'll include a link in the description that will actually give you 10% off premium membership if you sign up by November 30th. You're welcome. I just changed your life. Seriously, it's Scotch Cheap Flights. You should pay me, but I'm just, <laughs> I just thought, what the heck? 
this is going to be awesome for you guys. So I thought I'd share. Um, but for today's topic, down to the meat of things, um, I uh, am going to be talking about something that the term is mentioned a lot around here. But today, you are you're deserving of a full rundown, a full uh, get in the details. So you're crystal clear on for what many, too many, seems like a very ambiguous, pithy term. What am I talking about? I'm talking about calling. (laughs) So I did do an episode, um, I think it was episode probably three or four on the difference between your primary and secondary calling. But this episode is going to be a even deeper dive to help you understand technically what a calling is, what the different types of callings we all have are, and how they work together, and how you should be prioritizing them. So this is super important and absolutely rarely understood. This is actually a topic I presented on whenever I spoke at May's Business School at Texas A&M, my alma mater, a couple weeks back. Um, And I just so believe that this needs to be spread far and wide. It's something I wish I understood. Um, And I'm kind of shocked that we don't have a more crystal clear understanding that's spread around more often. Like, how did I sit through church, a lifetime of church services, and not really get a, a clear understanding of this stuff? So I hope that this provides you a very clear, logical, understandable framework um, that gets you locked and loaded and ready to discern what your calling is in each of these areas. So first, um, I will just start off with what is a calling in general? Because generically, even generically, this is kind of misunderstood. So most simply put, a true calling, um, like (laughs) the actual definition, it's something that God personally compels or biblically commands you to do in any aspect of your life. And uh, in a different way to put it, a true calling is by God, so it's given by God, and it is for God, so done for God's service, and done through God's strength. So a calling is something given by God, for God, and through to be done through God. So what word did you hear me say a lot whenever I was describing what a calling is? You heard me say God a lot. Um, And this is where the definition has really gotten misconstrued in secular society um, and what kind of the general populace says or implies a calling is, um, which is kind of misconstrued to seem like a calling is whatever you feel drawn to and whatever you make meaning of in terms of uh, what whatever strong urge is on your heart or, I don't know, you intuitively think of um, and whatever you feel drawn to in a specific way, um, especially in, um, in terms of a career or a vocation, which, yeah, that's fine. But um, what did you hear me say whenever I was describing that? You heard me say, you a lot. So it's whatever you think, it's up to you, done in your strength. Um, And the real point that we need to remember here is the term itself, calling. Like, where are you being called from? For what? 
It implies an outside source. It is, by definition, God who calls you. Um, it's not, I mean, if you, you could say your desire to go in a certain direction, but your calling, let's remember, there is no calling without a caller. So that's just a clear distinction that I wanted to make up front, um, especially uh, for my Christian audience. Um, I'm aware that some people listen who are not uh, of that persuasion, which um, I I am not blaming you, whatever. I Why am I being awkward about this? I just want to say you are welcome here. All of that. I just want to make it clear of the origin of this term and what it's really meant to be and how we intend to use it around here in the Answer the Call community. Um, so from here on out, I'm really going to be speaking strongly from, of course, the Christian perspective that this podcast is built around. So moving on, um, I will go into all of the different types of callings that we have, which is kind of a surprise to some people. I know it was a surprise to me. I just thought I kind of generally knew what I was talking about, but no, man, I have done so much research and luckily through that, uh, this lesson has been made a lot more clear. But um, here are the many types of callings that we have and the kind of order of priority that we should be considering them in and also how they work together. Um, so first, I'll be breaking these into two categories and to kind of borrow the terms that scholars like um, Oz Guinness use. Uh, he distinguishes two different categories of calling, like our primary calling and our secondary calling. You're not going to find these terms in the Bible, but uh, it's based off of the principles and uh, the structure of what's taught in the Bible. So it just kind of makes it easier to understand. So our primary calling is to faith and a faithful life. So specifically what I mean by this is we are, every single person on earth uh, throughout all of history has been called to um, faith in Jesus uh, and to lead a life as a follower of Jesus. So obeying his commandments and the Bible's commandments and living in accordance with the scripture and leading a holy and faithful life. So that's something that it's a calling that is universal and communal. So what I mean by that is it's the same for everyone. Everyone receives this invitation and is um, meant to accept it, whether they do or not. And so all are called to faith in Jesus and to live a life, a faithful life worthy of that calling, like it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. Um, and another distinction of what it means that this is a primary calling versus the secondary callings I'm going to be talking about in a minute is that everything we need to understand this calling and to live it out are given through very clear directives in the Bible for all to be able to clearly meditate on and implement in our lives. So there actually are directions for this, and it's uh, given in a source that we could all go to and understand. And this is going to be different than what I explain uh, how secondary callings work. As with those, those are individually and personally discerned um, through the help of the Holy Spirit, as well as through our own logical thinking um, and making faithful decisions that are aligned with God's will and his character as we see it and interpret it in the Bible. 
So it's up for a lot more interpretation how the individual and secondary callings work out in our lives. So with uh, a little bit more on this primary calling that we have, how I'm going to use uh, this episode to go into more detail than um, how I explained it in my early episode about primary and secondary callings, I will be teaching this kind of in a uh, in different branches or pillars that make up what it means to follow your primary calling. So here are the uh, different components. And for this, I have done so much of my own research, read a lot of books, um, watched a lot of presentations, gone to talks and whatnot. But um, I was most inspired by the most absolutely best resource that I have found that most clearly explains a lot of different topics around callings um, have all been through the Institute for Faith, Work, and Economics. Um, and Hugh Wel- wait, Welchel? Yeah, Welchel. Wait, no, I think I said it awkwardly. Welchel, he has um, written a lot of articles that I think are very logically clearly laid out and are trustworthy and biblically based. So um, his article titled, What Are Our Primary and Secondary Callings? Um, That's one that I thought was really awesome and succinct and clear. And so I was Uh, loosely inspired by that article and I'll link it in the show notes in case you want to reference that because it was really helpful. Um, So just know that that's something I've been inspired by and the content that I'm going to be sharing in the next couple of minutes. Also, you should just know about the Institute for Faith, Work, and Economics because I found that to be one of the best resources online for clear, biblically-backed, scholarly articles that are not hearsay. Um, So because there's a whole lot of that. Anyway, um, here are the, what is it? I think five, yeah, five um, different callings in that all play into our primary calling um, as clearly laid out in the scripture. So one, inherently, like I said, we are called to faith in Christ. And I will put the scriptural references for this um, in the show notes. Um, Or maybe I'll just link the article because it also has those. Mm, Either way, yeah, I think I'll just link the article. It has all the scriptural references for this. But we are called to faith in Christ, to um, believe in him that uh, we he did what he said he did and that he, um, I need to ask for his forgiveness and accept the free gift of his grace, um, and lead a life of repentance and following him as my Lord and savior. Uh, I always get nervous. I really hope that I explained that right. Um, maybe I should just like pull out, go into the gospel message. I'm not sure, but, uh, we're called to faith in Christ. We are also called to make disciples. This is a huge part of what it means to lead a faithful life. Uh, And this is clearly laid out in what we call uh, the Great Commission, as given in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, whenever Jesus came to his disciples and he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So clear directive, we are called to not just, I don't know, by our modern concept, kind of relegated this to um, 
just praying, getting someone to the point of like, I don't know, believing uh, in Jesus and praying the sinner's prayer, which we have kind of made up. Um, but we're actually meant to disciple, which means we are always, no matter where someone's at and the range from completely uh does not have belief in God or specifically Jesus, um, all the way to someone who professes to be a Christian, a follower of Christ, we are always meant to be bolstering one another and encouraging one another uh, in their faith and in their faith journey and um, implementing what it means to lead a faithful life. Um, and so that that's what it means to be a disciple. Uh, you're discipling others, and we're called to make disciples. So that's much more active and uh, much more of a committed, growth-oriented um, relationship than what we have, unfortunately, what I have experienced uh, and seen in Christian culture is just, oh, I mean, you just kind of got to get to the point. If somebody has professed belief in Christ, we're all good, which that is something to be celebrated. But um, I would recommend that you go back to my podcast episode with Renee Walters on Don't Just Believe, Disciple. I think that's the title of the episode in which we go into what it means to be a disciple and to disciple others. It it has been absolutely transformative. Like I can't understate this or overstate this. Um, the shift in my faith life from just saying, oh yeah, I believe to actually receiving discipleship and doing the same for others. So I will move on from that point, but we're first called to faith in Christ. And another one is we're called to make disciples. And third, uh, what it means to respond to this primary call is we are called to the kingdom of God, which I was like, wait, what, what does that mean? Um, this is uh, you'll see this calling in First Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. And what being called to the kingdom of God means is it means that we're called to acknowledge uh, Jesus's lordship, uh, acknowledge his rule on earth, and also live under the blessing and advantages of being a part of his kingdom. And we're called to be a part of his kingdom in terms of being followers and disciples. So that's what it means to be called to the kingdom of God. It means uh, acknowledging his lordship and living under his authority. Um, so then uh, number four, we are called to eternal life in heaven. Like it's quite clear in the scriptures that this is the eternal purpose that we're destined for to commune with God in heaven forever in paradise. So that's really exciting. Um, and then last, we are called to holy living. So this is another very clear one that was summed up whenever I said we're called to faith in a faithful life. We're called to holy living. So what that means is we're called to be obedient to God's commandments as an expression of our genuine faith. And this, of course, includes the commandments, which Jesus said in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40, in which Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All of the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So essentially, this is the most important thing. Everything is wrapped up uh, and has its essence in love the Lord 
your God with all your all the stuff you've got <laughs> and also love your neighbor as yourself. So love God and love others. Um, and so all, of course, uh, I'm just kind of summarizing, but not to say that we should just take that generally, like we do need to study the scriptures and, um, really be obedient to all the detailed things that it says as well. So, um, we are called to holy living. There you go. So all the things that I just mentioned are pillars in what it means to accept and live out your primary calling to follow Jesus. We are all called to the joy and the freedom of participating in this calling. Um, but I really got to say, first and foremost, there's a reason why this is uh, titled our primary calling because we have to consider this primary calling and take it up, like follow it um, before we start considering what our unique mission is in the world, um, which is kind of the topic that I center around the most. But I just want to be clear, we're not meant to jump the gun and just go into like, how am I supposed to, I don't know, be special or do something good. I think, you know, for many of us, the heart is so good behind that, but it's really important and so life-giving to understand the context that first we're meant to follow God and know him, know the one who calls us so that we could really discern our genuine calling and the reason that we have it and uh, also lean on God's strength um, to complete it. Um, And that really helps us to keep our heart right so that we don't turn our living out our mission into a self-glorifying endeavor, which I know for myself that can um, turn into that if I don't get my heart right, um, that this is really for God and to be an ambassador for him, to glorify him. Um, And also, um, if we don't get our heart right around our primary calling before we dive into the secondary callings I'll mention, uh, it's kind of easy to just work out, uh, like, I don't know, our mission in the world, our calling uh, as a source of meaning and of creating self-worth in that and wrap it up in that if we don't first center ourselves on the one who calls us for his purposes. Um, So uh, that is, that's why I really feel it's so important to let y'all know and speak on the topic of what our primary calling is before we go into the secondary ones. But that being said, it is time to kick off this second part of the podcast in which I talk about our secondary callings, which are the individual ways we live out our obedience to our primary callings. And this is uh, within a couple particular or main areas in our life. Although um, I am not going to assert that this is the 100% clearest way or uh, complete list of all the categories of our secondary callings, because it could be anything. I mean, like God calls us to specific places and to be with specific people. And I mean, that's just what it means to live a life led by the Holy Spirit guiding you. Um, But These are the main pillars that we do clearly see in the Bible. Um, So I will mention four of them. Here we go. Number one, we do see a very clear calling to family 
in Scripture. Uh, so the, whenever I first studied this and I saw it, um, and I also saw it in some articles by the, the uh, what is it, the Faith and Work and Economics Institute that I mentioned, um, I was like, wait, what? Are you saying that we are all called to... Um, be married and be like childbearing or something. I don't know, me as a woman. Um, I was like, wait, I don't I don't think that's right. But then I really, I took the time to go to other sources in the Bible and research it for myself. And um, yes, we are called, or it really is a calling as we see in the beginning of Genesis. I think it, it might actually be the first calling that God ever re- or gave. Mm. Let's fact check on that. But it's one of the first whenever God said, be fruitful and multiply. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, God clearly ordains marriage and that is something to discern uh, if that is something you're called to. But we have to balance that view of, no, not everybody's meant to um, call, we're not all called to be uh, to the family unit of in terms of marriage, because we do have to discern and balance that with what the Apostle Paul says in First Corinthians chapter seven, where he goes way into <laughs> his little rampage on basically if you don't have to, don't. Um, like it certainly is uh, a very like an equally important calling that are is placed on some people's lives to be called to singleness. So you could have uh, a completely devoted uh, life to your ministry or your vocation, which I see those as one and the same um, with a more creative view, not saying that we're all like working in a church. But um, anyway, I think you've heard me talk plenty on that. But um, yeah, this is our calling to family. Um, is something that we have to discern, like what what is God's calling for me? Um, and take it seriously and know that it's equally valued either way. Are you called to marriage? Or are you called to singleness? Are you, uh, inevitably, we are all placed in or called to family in any number of circumstances because we're all sons, daughters, uh, aunts, uncles, cousins, um, even chosen family friends and all this stuff. So yeah, the family unit is something that we are called to and to um, work out in our lives. So second, we do see a calling, a clear calling to build up the Christian community using our spiritual gifts. So um, a big central passage on this one, there's a couple, but one is 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, And let me first say that this calling Whenever I say we're called to build up the Christian community using our spiritual gifts, that could take place inside or outside the walls of a church. Like we, we in our Western culture, um, I don't know, maybe others, but we think of church as a building, <laughs> like a place that we collect um, in, but it's really uh, a Christian community, like wherever um, two believers are gathered and fellowshipping, like that's church too. So um, think a bit outside of the box on this one, uh, but really see that the essence of this calling is that we are called to build up, bolster, care for the Christian community using our spiritual gifts. So um, like I said, core passage on this one, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and this calling is where we need to understand what part of what part we play in the body of Christ. 
particularly utilizing our understanding of our spiritual gifts, which are given to us upon our belief in Christ, our repentance for our sins, acceptance of forgiveness, or asking and acceptance of forgiveness, um, and our baptism. And this is uh, mentioned in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Um, If you want to check me on that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we're called to use these gifts to build up or support the Christian community in some way. And this is like an active term. So I'm not, this is, this goes way beyond just like warming a seat on a Sunday service and then leaving. Like I'm talking about our calling to contribute to our Christian community. Um, and examples of doing this, specifically using spiritual gifts, are um, like if you're gifted with the gift of hospitality, then to use that to make your church or your Christian gatherings a welcoming environment. Or maybe you're gifted with the gift of teaching or leading, or maybe you have the gift of evangelism. And so it's your calling to um, build up the Christian community by sharing the gospel message with those who are currently not involved in a church. Or even maybe you have the spiritual gift of bold faith, which, man, I, it makes me just want to mention one of those people for me is former podcast guest. I, she was the very first person I ever interviewed, um, Bethany Joseph, who is now Bethany Wheeler, now that she's gotten married since that episode came out. Um, because she's just someone that seeing her bold faith to ditch her like cushy tech sales job, um, for startups, uh, and then move across the ocean to be an art student in Scotland to trust God's calling and follow it. That just really bolstered my faith because obviously she trusts God on his word and his calling no matter what, and was willing to make crazy moves, um, So that's an example of how someone with the spiritual gift of faith and like really having that boldness and leaning on God, it it really bolstered my faith and therefore built up the Christian community more and enhanced it and supported it. Um, So um, helping you, I mean, like discerning your spiritual gifts, it can be kind of confusing for some people, or it's been trivialized by just being reduced to a spiritual gifts test (laughs) that many of us have taken and then kind of thrown out and not remembered our results. So this is um, why with my classes or my speaking engagements, or especially with my private coaching clients, I really go deep into really having a genuine understanding of what their spiritual gifts are and how they're meant to use them. Um, So yeah, that topic goes a lot deeper than we often treat it as. Anyway, I'll go ahead and move on to the third of these four main pillars of our secondary callings. And that is, and this is in no particular order for the secondary callings, by the way, Um, We are called to serve the general community by engaging in loving our neighbor, whether that be through justice, mercy, or provision in some way. And this is especially uh, a calling that we have to care for the poor, the foreigners, the orphans, and the widows. Uh, This is mentioned up and down the Bible. (laughs) Like you can see it all around. Um, 
And like some of those passages are James uh, chapter 2, verses 14 through 17, whenever it says, what is good? Or what good is it, my brothers, um, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Um, So that's not to say that we are saved by our works, but rather um, someone kind of shows that that their faith is genuine whenever they naturally um, say, all right, well, I, what am I supposed to do with this? I want to care for other people. And they provide, they care for the general community, especially for those who are in um, deep need. So um, another one I'll, I'll just summarize that is such a key passage around this is in Matthew chapter 25, whenever Jesus is saying um, to the people that uh, come and they, uh, I guess at the end times is what he's talking about. Um, They come to him and they're basically like, we're the righteous ones and whatnot. And he said, I never knew you. You didn't clothe me. You didn't feed me whenever I was hungry. Um, You didn't like give me water or something to drink whenever I was thirsty. And they were like, when did we ever see you in need of food or water or anything? And that's whenever Jesus said, truly, whatever you do for the least of these, you do for me. Um, And for those who don't care uh, for those in need, he says, go off. I never knew you. Um, So this is a really... um, of a really core calling that we all have to care for, like be be those people of justice and mercy and those who provide for others in our community. Such an important calling that we have. So um, I am going to get to the last pillar, which is my favorite. I say it's the best for last. Maybe I shouldn't have favorites, whatever. Um, here we are. We are called to a vocation. So uh, whether you say vocation or calling or occupational calling is the more specific term, they mean the same thing. So um, we are called to a vocation, and this isn't just us being called to the actual work. It's also we're called to have... um, like an attitude about it. Like we really, as Christians, should assign a lot of significance and dignity to work um, as not just a means to an end, but one of really the primary ways that we make ourselves uh, useful to God and God's kingdom. So I, I think that Dorothy Sayers has an incredible quote that's passed around a lot on this Um that really reveals the attitude that we're meant to have towards work, uh, seeing it as not just like work is work, but it's our vocation. It's uh, the occupations that we are called to by God for some reason. <laughs> so her quote is, work is not primarily a thing one does to live, but a thing one lives to do, or but the thing one lives to do. Work is, or it should be, the full expression of the worker's gifts, the thing in which he finds spiritual mental and bodily satisfaction in the medium in which he offers himself to God. So 
wow, like that's a very dignified view of work that we should have. So through our work, we are called to participate in the life God modeled for us from the very beginning as he participated in work and creating like the world just for the sheer joy of it. Like that was work. Um, And he did call us to follow and continue on in that model that he of work that he modeled for us, which is um, uh, a model of work can be summed up in, or a godly model of work can be summed up into three things, into create the act of creating, the act of cultivating, and the act of caring. So what I mean for, and this is caring for what is created. So what I mean, especially I'll explain cultivation, uh, what I mean by that is um, cultivating or advancing society, order, or whatnot, um, and making good use of tending and bringing out the potential of the resources that we were given to work with. Um, and also, to go more into more detail of what it means to care for what has been cultivated or created, like that's a, that's another calling. So we're either way, our work. Um, and you might have to think about this a bit creatively because I've talked to friends that they're like, well, Kelsey, like I, I work in real estate. <laughs> How the heck am I creating, cultivating, or caring for creation? Well, holy cow. I mean, if you are placing people in homes, like you are caring for those people, you are caring for the land that was designated, you're caring for that house that someone cultivated from natural resources to make sure it's utilized, appreciated, and it is being put to use for human need. So I think that uh, I really do believe in what Tim Keller said in Every Good Endeavor. He said, every Christian must do the work to see the connection between how their work contributes to the kingdom of God. And if you Find, if you have a hard time finding that connection, or if you look at it straight in the face and you're like, honestly, I, that's not really that exciting to me. I think I could be contributing more or in a more meaningful capacity. Then that is, I think, a nudge that it is time to see how you could better utilize the personal attributes and the resources and the passions that have, God has entrusted to you to use for his service. And hit me up. <laughs> like I could work with you to discern exactly what you're called to and the specific job that best utilizes and maximizes all of those resources, personal uh, and external that have been entrusted to you. So you could have a meaningful and impactful career. So bada bing, bada boom, <laughs> hit me up. So um, I'm just going to end on uh, a little summary of what our vocation or our occupational calling is comprised of, um, which this is a topic that you generally hear me speaking on in a lot of different facets and detail in all these podcast episodes, as this is the purpose of the answer the call to help you discern your occupational calling and go after it. But um, just to uh, add one last piece of detail to this episode, a occupational calling is really comprised in three things by three things. One, ability, desire, need. So what abilities 
have you been given? <laughs> your natural talents, your spiritual gifts, uh, the personality that God crafted you with and the top qualities within that. Um, and what about your desire? So what are you supposed to do with those abilities? What are your the passions that have been put on your heart or your interests? <coughs> Excuse me. Or your core or I should say, and your core values, which I have a whole episode on how to define and what to do with your core values. Go back and listen to that, as well as I have a free guide that will help you discern that. It's a six-page document. goes deep, really, really transformative. So you could get that. Uh, I'll link it in the show notes, and you could also find it on the front page of my website, kelseykemp.com. Values are huge and often misunderstood. So that's something that you could go and learn more about. So yes, your ability, your desire. And the last piece, number three, is human need, especially those needs that God puts on your heart to care deeply for. or um, And that might relate to a passion or stem from a significant experience from your past. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, whatever human need you see is most pressing in front of you. Um, and if you have the luxury of options, see the one and care for the one that um, God is really moving you towards and that aligns with your passions as well. So ability, desire, and need, that really sums up the three parts of most simply put how to discern what your occupational calling or your vocation is. Um so, yeah, of course, this whole podcast exists for the purpose of helping you discern and live out your vocation so uh, your or your occupational calling. So uh, I'll uh, leave more details on your vocation for future episodes. But I do hope that this podcast has detangled the mystery of what the heck a calling actually is and the different types of callings that we all have. So to recap, you learned that we first and foremost are called to faith in Jesus and to live a life of actively following him, mainly through first believing in Christ, making disciples, and holy living, and being obedient to understand what the Bible says uh, and to live in accordance with it. So, and that really... Um, fulfills the other two components that I mentioned, which is that we're called to eternal life in heaven with Jesus and God the Father, Holy Spirit, um, and also to acknowledge and participate in and be a part of the kingdom of God. Uh, so then secondarily, uh, we are called to live out a faithful life by discerning the unique situations we have been called to regarding four things I mentioned. Family, building up the Christian community community using our spiritual gifts and serving the general community by engaging in loving our neighbor through justice, mercy, and provision, especially for the poor foreigners, um, orphans, and widows. And finally, we're called to work in a suitable vocation that is ideally at the intersection of the best of your abilities, your desires, and what needs are around you that need to be fulfilled. So that is it, folks. Um, if you are ready and eager to dig way more into what your unique occupational calling is or any of the other facets, <coughs> excuse me, goodness, um, any of the other facets I mentioned, do not hesitate to reach out to me. We are uh, 
I know that everybody is looking ahead the 2020 vision. Gosh, I know I'm going to hate all of the puns that are going to be thrown at us for the 365 days that will exist in that year for 2020 vision. But yeah, it's true. Like you're going to want to set yourself up well. And if you're someone who's listening to this podcast because you are dissatisfied in your career, you're feeling stuck, you're feeling like you're not really called, you're not really called or let me back up. You're not really where you are called to be um, and deeply convicted and full of belief and meaning in your work, then reach out to me. Seriously, life is too short for that nonsense. Uh, Whatever help exists to push you along the way, give you clarity and confidence on what you're called to do and specifically what job aligns with that to maximize the use of your talents, your spiritual gifts, your values, your personality, um, and that aligns with your passions and the mission that God put on your heart. Those are all things that we could work on together. So do not hesitate to reach out to me. You can book a free 30-minute consultation to learn more about what coaching could do for you and see if you're a fit objectively, no pressure. Um, And so yeah, don't hesitate to take me up on that offer. I am hoping that you have the best Thanksgiving and uh, yeah, keep up with me on the gram if you're curious about my Italy adventures that are soon to come. Uh, Much love to you all. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a great week.